Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, halflings! It's me, Jeremy Cobb. Uh, But Nandor and Chris all call me Kink Kai, patron saint of BDSM. Uh, they do. And I am joined today by why? <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstances? Oh, I think it's because of all the Pornhub references I make. Uh, I like I, for those of you who haven't listened to the show before. I like to make a lot of jokes that you can find us. Uh, in addition to all the social media sites that we're on, also on Pornhub, OnlyFans. Mm. Uh, I've joked about Parlor a couple times. Although, oh God. <laughs> Much less respectable a site. So you remember when you invited me to be on this show? (laughs) (laughs) And then I tried to shoot Kevin Costner. This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. Full Prince vibe? Woof. (laughs) This makes them even more black. Does have an alligator with a pistol in it, though. and I love it. <laughs> We're about to get into something real big now. Uh, but yes, who am I Who am I joined today by? I am Joan Miller. You might have heard me on this very podcast once or twice. Uh, I am on Twitter. Um, we do that at the end. We do that yeah, at the end. Yeah, you just say who That's you okay. are. Just I am you're... on Twitter, though. It's true. <laughs> oh! Uh, jo- Joan Miller, and in addition to... Uh, Kink Kai and Joan Miller. Who else is here? <laughs> uh, hey, I am Navar, not the king of any BDSM uh, <laughs> properties. Um, yeah, I am the host and creator of Secret Nerd Podcast, um, and you can also find me on Twitter. Yeah. Was it King Kai or was it no, Kink, it's kink Kai. Kai? It's Kink yeah. Kai. Okay, because in that case, I feel like it should be Kinky Kai because you got to preserve the meter. So like... <laughs> Cobra K- I, Kinky Kai? Well, I think they were trying to make a specific King Kai pun. But when we add yeah. Kinky Kai, oh. it makes it sound like I'm just another one of the Kais. Like, because yeah. you have the West Kai, sure. the North Kai, the South Kai, Supreme Kai, and the Kinky Kai. But there's a and difference the between Kinky Kai, Kai yeah. and Kinky Kai, I feel. But I feel like it would also put you into a category that would have some good company because kinky kai i feel like it would be next to kinky boots and then you get to hang out what she would tell you for <laughs> uh, i actually saw uh kinky boots on the west end good show a couple of my friends suggested that i go see it because they thought that uh that she would tell part in the musical uh would be a good casting for me Based on... I would love to see you play that part. Thank you. Uh, I've never really done anything drag-related on here, but I did a few drag-related performances at drama school, and they made a bit of a splash at the time, so I think that was where that came from. 
Nice. Uh, but we're not here to talk about yeah. me being kinky and <laughs> dressing up. Or uh, Baron Mordo. Yeah, or Baron Mordo, for that matter. Uh, you would pull off the cosplay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think if I were... Actually, I think I would want to be... Um, uh, oh, I can't even remember the, the character's name. They just uh, inter- uh, introduced him. Kang. I think I'd want to be Kang. I think I'd want to be Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or Doctor Doom. I feel like I feel like mm. we have been missing out. We're about to start talking about Marvel stuff, but I just as an aside, yeah. The, this is foreshadowing. Yes, the <laughs> fact the the fact that Doctor Doom. Anyone who hasn't read any comics or is not familiar with comics and has only seen the Fantastic Four movies, you don't realize how good of a villain Doctor Doom is in the original source material, and then for the utter mm. compared to the utter trash. That he is in the in the film adaptations by comparison. Doctor yeah. Doom is like yeah. he is Marvel's answer to like Lex Luthor, only more fun, I would say. Right. Yeah. And he's also he's like if you combined like the suave demeanor and regal like bearing of T'Challa with the ridiculously overpowered intelligence and confidence and arrogance of Iron Man. Mm. I feel like th- that then add a little bit of like Stephen Strange flavor just because mm-hmm. and then you've got Doom. Yeah. I actually yeah. I actually agree. That's I hadn't thought of that combo, but Black Panther mixed with Iron Man with a t- with a little bit of Doctor Strange is actually like a really apt comparison. Uh Doctor Ladoom. There you go. There's the, yeah. the Black Doctor Doom. Uh, <laughs> Victor, Victor Doom. Uh, anyway. I just went to Lafayette from True Blood, and that mm. is a fun image. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, great Damn. character. And he's uh, most commonly known as a nemesis of the Fantastic Four. Another of whose mm-hmm. most famous nemeses is Namor the Submariner, which leads us... Uh-huh. To the topic of this episode. In this particular episode. 10 out of 10 on that segue. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Bringing out the comic book smooth. knowledge. Have you been doing podcasting for a while? That seems that seemed pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. I've been reading comics for a while. Uh, and that helps. Yeah. The, and that helped, we today, and once again, uh, if, if, you're, if you are just joining us and you missed last week, and you're wondering why I'm here with two people that are not Jasper and Liv, but two people whom you hopefully recognize from their past appearances on Three Black Halflings, or just from having listened to other things that they've been on uh jasper is currently out of town and Liv is feeling under the weather and so i have assembled the three black halfling avengers uh i the uh i nick fury have assembled uh who did we say joan was in the mcu i'm captain amarvelka yes okay captain amarvelka (laughs) uh and who who were you navar i forget oh you were t'challa weren't Uh. you yeah, T'Challa, Black Panther, yeah. yeah. Well, incredibly apt, because we're going to this be... This really sp- makes me want to talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol, but I'll wait until after. <laughs> yes, wait on the... Pri- the Crisis Protocol comes after at least the telling people what we're doing, which is we're reacting to the trailer of Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2, uh, as well mm-hmm. as uh, we're going to probably react to the D&D uh, Honor Among Thieves trailer as well. But honestly, yeah, I care yes. way more about the Black Panther trailer than I do about the D&D yeah. trailer. I've cried I'm about one. Super, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about both. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited about both intensely in different ways. Mm. Yes. 
One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, oh, and no, we'll get into that honest. in just a second. Let's let's first though, uh, let's watch this trailer, and we can talk as we're mm-hmm. sort of watching it. But essentially, uh, I I will make sure that we put the a link to the specific versions of the trailer that we're watching in the description, so you can watch along with us. Uh, and otherwise, we'll just sort of talk about what we're watching. Uh, so if everyone has that queued up, uh, press play in three, mm-hmm. two, one, play. Uh, immediately starting with No Woman, No Cry. Uh, That's such a good song. Absolutely sticking the knife in. I think the knife's already there. (laughs) Just grabbing the knife and Mm -hmm. aggressively twisting it with a Bob Marley reference. And just, the. it's like, that's how all of us feel right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it has like that angelic ambient music in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if it's culturally specific, but my mom and I immediately pegged that for a funeral. Mm, Yeah. Um, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, we got the Dora Milaje. It's like a council. Yeah. Which I don't think we... Did we see them in that kind of room before? Um, I don't think so. Remind me, the new rock stars translated everything that's in this trailer. Mm. Oh, and we and get our first get glimpse of Namor. You can see his little... You can see yeah. his little uh, wing... Feety wings. <laughs> his wingy feet. Yeah. And then an adult Namor, who I think in this oh, version this is based is so on the cool. Mayans. I want to ride a whale. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. The Atlanteans, yeah. I've never actually seen Atlantis, or only gl- I've only glimpsed Atlantis in the comics. This has a lot of flavor, though. It feels like it has a lot more flavor than the original Atlantis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the colors, too. Also, yeah. the reference to Kendrick. Like having Kendrick coming in on the soundtrack when he was like yeah. the guy who compiled mm-hmm. the original soundtrack. Yeah. Angela Bassett's such a... Yo. That's a I speech. Know. Yeah. They and they, we had Ironheart in here as well. It looks like there's like mm-hmm. a war happening, possibly between the Atlanteans yeah. and the Wakandians. I'm fascinated yes. to see how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. And I think we only have the one shot of Namor's face there. I think gonna be all right. Yeah, just the one time. Yeah, and then we have the last okay. shot of what, I, who I guess is probably is fair to assume is Shuri in the Black Panther costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been yeah trying to. So there's another theory like... floating around that I want to entertain on that one too. Oh yeah, uh, what is the theory? So if you watch the new Rock Stars breakdown video, which I tend to do because I really like their stuff, um, he posits this theory that uh, I can't remember how he gets into it, like what prompts it, but that what Shuri is doing when when Ramonda says that all of her family is gone, he's saying that implies that Shuri is gone for some reason too, but not mm. necessarily dead. Mm. So that she might be on the ancestral plane looking for T'Chaka to come back and be the Black Panther. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Like his dad? That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Whoa. No, no, no. Uh, sorry. Not T'Chaka. Njadaka. That's that's my bad. I mixed him up. Uh, Killmonger. Oh. Mm. Huh. Damn. Now yeah. that would be a twist and a half. I don't it know would. how I'd feel about that, unless like Killmonger has, would, has maybe changed some of his ways a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would have because he was right about, about a lot too. of shit, but there was also, uh, but also like the whole just, bloodshed thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That it got, it got, it got, uh, it it got movied at the end where it's just like, well, we need him to be evil because he's the bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was yeah. uh they they did kind of the the Magneto Professor X thing where Magneto may have like some legitimate points about like the way the the idea that mutants mm. need to be ready for potentially military action against humans, but then they turn him into like basically a genocidal maniac uh in order yeah. for it to actually in order for the story to actually work and for him as the villain. Yeah. Uh yeah. I yeah. also think it's much more likely that we are going to see the um Tanahisi Coates and Roxanne Gay and I think it was Anetti Okorafor that did the runs where uh Shuri becomes the temporary Black Panther. Um mm. Oh, he also talked about a theory with Oh, what is the other Egyptian cat god that Fast? Besides best, I don't know. Ah, uh, shit! I I, I should have looked know. this up beforehand. But they, anyways, yeah. What? Yeah. What's the deal? But that there's another cat god, and it's um, it's a masculine cat god, and that that has a different Black Panther, kind of like you know how in Legend of Korra there's the the evil avatar. Yeah. Hmm. In this case, it's not an evil version. It's just like this is a paired phenomenon and there's two black panthers and one is this and one is that yeah um anyways i think it's interesting but i think it's ultimately i would rather see them do the shuri version yeah i think they'd get backlash honestly if they gave it to shuri and then were like nah she gonna give it to a man she's gonna literally go and find (laughs) a man to take the role exactly yeah well yeah it is interesting i mean because the armor is has the gold inlay which Mm -hmm. t'challa didn't like um, the body of the Black Panther seems too small to be Umbaku. Mm-hmm. So, oh, for sure. And the yeah. the proportions like... look more feminine to me. Yeah, like with the the hip to waist or ratio, s- perhaps, and the legs as well. Part of the inspiration for New Rockstar said he thought it looked more masculine. Oh, it definitely seems like a more slender person at the very least. Yeah. That ain't Killmonger. We can't like, really assume diddly squat about it because it's a stunt double. Yeah, <laughs> well, if we're that, being and, honest, <laughs> and and it's a trailer, and trailers yeah. do change colors and and sizing Include and everything weird else. Weird scenes for no reason. Take stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, like deliberately remove elements. It's true. There yeah. is a surprising lack of Shuri in the trailer. I will say, there's only a few moments where we really see her. Like we yeah. see her crying towards She's the crying. beginning. Mm-hmm. Were there any other notable Shuri moments? I think, isn't it her when she goes into the lab and it seems like she's dapping somebody else up that looks kind of like Shuri, but not Oh, like yeah, I, yes. think that's, I think that's she's Riri dapping, Williams. Um, that's Riri Iron, Williams. That's Ironheart. Um, yeah, there's a scene where she's doing that. She's the first person in the procession of, at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's at least one other scene with her. Mm. I'm trying to think about who else is represented in the trailer. There's at least two or three Ramunda scenes there's one in Baku. There's at two at least Nakia, two at least of Okoye. Um, and you almost get Io's face in the Okoye shot. And then there's this other woman who le- who's, there's a, I think it's in the world of Wakanda comics. She leaves the Dora Milaje and starts a new thing. And mm. that's the woman that was in the blue costume. Yeah. Um, 
Because she was and, hired for this movie, mm-hmm. not the one before. Right. right. And that's um, Michaela Cole, I think, from I May Destroy You. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she looks like a human cat. That's always how I think that, of her. But yeah. She's the she's the human yes, cat woman. Yes, yes. We had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, the most yeah, feline-like I, face I think I've ever seen on a human being. Really fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again on mute while we keep talking because I yeah. feel like there's other points I wanted to pull out. Yeah. The fashion it's... is still on point. Yeah. Three cheers yeah. to Ruth Carter. She knows what the f- she's doing. Uh, one thing. Yeah. Oh, Navar, did you have something you were going to bring up? I, I was just going to say, like, I think it's just, it is, it is fascinating. I, I kind of like, I think we should have a discussion about whether or not they should have recast mm. T'Challa. Yes. Um, cause I think it's a good conversation. Cause I was kind of like, I, his story didn't end. So like, it just ends off screen. It just seems like, obviously Chadwick Boseman is incredible. And I think that that part of it like should always be, um, spoken about in the same sentence, but T'Challa, the character, it feels odd to have that character die off screen. Yes. Um, you I know agree. what I mean? I don't think it's going to be off screen. Do you think they're going to use, think gonna like, in a they're going to do, like, a Carrie Fisher, where they have, like, a couple of, they use unused footage? First of all, I think there's a very, well, I think there's a non-zero possibility that Ryan and Chadwick got together and shot one or two scenes before he passed, mm. knowing that this would be a problem. Because they did, they had the time and they knew it was going to be a problem. I also think that um, we see a funeral, we see a billboard, and the translation on that billboard from the New Rockstars video was something like, um, T'Challa, our king forever, rest in peace, something like that. Yeah, Um, rest in power. yeah. Yeah, so we see people actively mourning his death. So we know that it hasn't been a bunch of time. We know we're not jumping forward in time. Like, we know that the death is recent. Recent enough that it's either happened right before the movie starts or that it's happening in the early part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the thing that I said right after it came out, what I wanted was for them to have him, have T'Challa die of the exact same thing that Chadwick Boseman died or something very similar. Because I think it sends, I think it, allows people to feel the story of despite everything that we can do and despite everything that we have at our disposal in this world, despite being the smartest person on earth, despite having all the resources at their disposal, there are some things we still can't overcome. And one of them is cancer and it sucks, but we still have to learn how to go on with our lives anyways. And I think what that does for me aside from telling a difficult story that not a lot of people ever tackle is that it allows the audience to a identify with the characters it acknowledges what the audience is the complicated feelings that the audience is having about watching this thing and how important it was to the culture and like it lets us go on the same journey that the characters are going on in a sense mm. I think that's really, I mean, that's the impression of 
that I'm getting as to why they didn't recast is because I think the emotional attachment that the audience had to Black Panther as a, like a concept and T'Challa in particular is significantly greater than you'd have for the majority of the Marvel characters uh, in part, especially among the black audience. Like, I think if uh, just to look like, look, the first Black Panther movie was a very good movie, uh, but it, it I don't think that the level to which it was good was commensurate with the incredible response that it received. I think the fact, and that's not me criticizing the response or anything like that. What I'm essentially saying is the fact that it had, it was filling a role that had simply had not been filled uh, meant that it had, it carried such an emotional weight for the audience that it transcended being like a good or bad movie. Like it would have had to be like a crappy movie in order for it not to be what it was. And it ended up being a really good movie. Uh, and mm -hmm. so it became like a phenomenon. Uh, I think that they, I think mm -hmm. Marvel probably recognized that. And the, and also Chadwick Boseman's death was so sudden and it seemed to be happening yeah. just as yeah. his career was hitting a peak. Like he was, he was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and had some of the best reviews of his career as well as, uh, The Five Bloods, uh, in one year. I think he was nominated. Yeah. I think he was nominated for Oscars in like three different roles in the same show yeah and he, i think he won one of them didn't he uh he may yeah he may have it wouldn't have surprised me if he did uh because he was he won great for in the, both those movies for the five bloods but i'm not 100 percent sure but on top of that marvel was i think planning a full-on what if spinoff with uh star lord t'challa yeah. like there were mm -hmm. I, I don't know uh i think his death did come as a surprise to at least some of the people at Marvel, because apparently they were actively pushing towards having him back. He'd be like T'Challa, despite having been in very few actual movies compared to some of the other characters, had become an absolute phenomenon and was easily one of the most popular mm -hmm. characters. So I actually agree with mm -hmm. you, uh, Navar, in that I think it would have been really interesting in more of like a. I think it's weird to potentially have him die in like an off screen thing or like right at the beginning of the movie. Uh, cause with, with, I agree with that. With, the yeah, I agree. The, the character's arc wasn't done and the, the performance and just the way, like everything about it just feels weird to be like, well, he died. It's a shame. Yeah. And then we'd spend a lot of time <laughs> mourning him. But I also agree that with Joan, that I think that's the reason they're doing it is they're trying to like, that's why they start. That's the reason they start the trailer, uh, that way, because they know that everyone who thinks of black Panther is going, Oh man. Cause you have that yeah. just hanging over it. Uh, so they yeah. have to like, it looks like they're going to spend a huge amount of time in the movie, maybe addressing that aspect, which I think is nice, yeah. but it, it's like an impossible, it's like an impossible situation. I don't know how you do this in the, like in a way that's going to be like, ah, yes, you nailed it from everybody. <laughs> I've been yeah. thinking about this for two years. So, <laughs> well, or at least however long it's been since he passed. And yeah. I do have a background in screenwriting also, so I have thought of a lot about what I would do personally, and I, I, f I don't know, my instinct is that it's actually going to be really, really good. I mean, I, and yeah, that, I have, I have faith in Ryan Coogler for sure. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I didn't consider the fact that they might have recorded stuff before he passed. Um, I think it's. But it's possible. Sense, I would. I yeah. won't give it more than 50-50 odds, but I think it's yeah. possible. I think that it's possible that he might have shared it with only Ryan or only Ryan and uh, like Letitia or, or something. something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah like, apparently, uh, looking at the Wikipedia page, 
it said that prior to his death, filming had been set to start in March 2021, and then it got pushed back. And there was a Angela Bassett said in an interview that the the script was still going uh, cha- undergoing changes due to his death, and had undergone at least five incarnations. So it sounds like this was. They may have known, but it sounds like this was absolutely not plan A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I will say that five incarnations of any script is not unusual. Yeah, very true. You get five different copies of a script on the same day. <laughs> also very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do Should we talk about... Because some people I know prior to the movie's release, uh, during mostly because of the stories that were coming out of production, have been calling for them to recast. They said they, they initially it seemed like everybody was like, don't recast, have Shuri do it. She's right there and she's great. Uh, and then it seemed like because of the news that were coming out specifically about Letitia Wright uh, from mm-hmm. the production having to do with alleged anti-vax uh, opinions. I actually don't have a ton of like background information. I just remember seeing it. It sounds like a lot of people then kind of turned on that idea and now we're ask mm. we're wanting them to like recast in some way. I find and I think this is fairly related to the fact that both Lizzo and Beyoncé recently used the same word in songs that has a meaning in AAVE, uh, African American Vernacular English, but is also an ableist term. Um, and they both immediately uh, apologized and reproduced the songs without the word. And I don't remember exactly, I'm about to look it up while you guys talk, but uh, I do think that she eventually. It's, it's, I think, yeah. We'll probably have to bleep that for the because I that is a oh, it's yeah. not as much of a slur at least when I was growing up it was not considered a slur in the U S. Uh, right. mm-hmm. And I also don't think it originated with black with like African American vernacular English because I grew up around almost exclusively white people. No, and not a single I'd never heard a black person say it. I only ever heard white no, people no, no. say it. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's just an American term that in yeah. Britain is just straight up a slur. And I guess it may be leaning now that way in the U.S. as well. Yeah, and I think, um, well, because it re- it's short for spastic. Right. Which is an actual, um, uh, I wanted to say synonym? Symptom. Um, and yeah, and I don't was think they're arguing that it slur, started. Sure. Uh, in right. The UK. And I don't think it started in AAVE. I don't think that's what they're claiming. I think they're saying, like, this is used with a certain meaning in AAVE that is different. Mm-hmm from Mm -hmm. the meaning it has in other cultures. And I think it's kind of similar to the um, using dude as a gender neutral term. Like for me, dude is absolutely a gender neutral term. I've always used it as a gender neutral term, but for some people that really upsets them. Yeah. How does this, how would you say that this relates to the Letitia Wright situation with like the vaccination? Oh, in that, um, you know, when black women fuck up, they get held to account a lot harder and for a lot longer, even Mm. when they do the right thing. Uh, than, for example, a cisgendered, heterosexual, white male figure. Mm. So are you saying that if there had been, like, an uh, that there was an anti-vax man or there was such an individual involved in the production? No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, um, I don't know what her exact response was, but that, like, trying to cancel her over it 
is a little bit much for me. And like trying to cancel the idea of her as Shuri or Shuri as the star of this film is like, I have a problem with, but I don't, I'm looking up right now how she responded to it because mm -hmm. if she responded to it like an asshole, that's one thing. But if she responded to it by apologizing and like recanting or at least like, you know, being a responsible adult about it, that's something else. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, it looks like she just said that this is a flat out lie. Like, Oh, really? Oh. Uh, that she's not anti-vax? Yeah, it was alleged that she had anti-vax. Um, but yeah, she she denied it. Uh, can you read the, like, like um, the segment that talks about it? Yeah, I'm trying to find the thing. Um, so this um, was on Rolling Stone. Black Panther 2, star Letitia Wright denies anti-vaccine statements on set. I honestly assert that this was completely untrue. Uh, okay, after being roundly criticized, Tisha posted on Twitter, my intention was not to hurt anyone. My only intention of posting the video was it raised my concerns with what the vaccine contains and what we are putting in our bodies, nothing else. So I didn't watch the video, okay. but I'm assuming she must have said something about like, hey, like, do we even know what this vaccine is, it sounds like. Mm. Uh, and that turned into yeah. an anti-vax conversation. Which I also think that if you've never heard of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and you're weighing in on this, you shouldn't be. Yeah, it's because yeah, that's that part of it makes it very very messy to try and yes. Yeah. So there's a long history of, especially in the United States. Well, I'll say especially in the United States because I'm familiar with the history in the United States and I'm less familiar with it in other places. But mm -hmm. I know this sort of thing happened in the Holocaust as well. Just a uh, long history of white folks doing medical experiments on black folks without their consent. Um, or knowledge and like like one of the big ones uh is the tuskegee syphilis experiment where they just injected people with syphilis without telling them and like mm -hmm. horrible things happen to these people and then there's another major example that a lot of people are familiar with um there was a movie about it the immortal life of henrietta Lacks, which starred oprah and was super good there's been some criticism of the film in the book because it has a little bit of a white savior narrative but i still think the film is worth watching um but it's about a woman named henrietta Lacks who went in to get treatment for cervical cancer um they took uh like samples of her DNA and reproduced it without her permission and um, it is now in like 90% of medicine mm. and her family did not get any knowledge or uh, recompense for that for decades after the fact so when black people are skeptical of vaccines it's not the same thing as uh, Jenna McCarthy, you know, yeah, it, it's really not <laughs> like yeah. black people being afraid of the government is not paranoia. It's reality. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about like nuance and I think that that's important too. It's tough to have a conversation about like, Hey, I don't know what this is. Not that I'm anti-vax, but I just don't know what's in this. Like, and do we have enough information? And then, that being spinned into nobody should get a vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, like I said, I haven't watched the original video. I don't know precisely what was said, but based on the context clues, that's kind of what I'm mm. gathering from that. So yeah, but yeah. And then also the, the original 
article said that somebody told him it was her, the way she was acting about vaccinations on set of the show when it was actually around a video that she made. Yes, that was that's what's on Wikipedia specifically is it says um, that she had been injured. Uh, she got a fractured shoulder mm-hmm. and a concussion, which ended up being more uh, more serious than was initially determined. Uh, but it which was not. Suggests a- she was doing stunts. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say exactly. Clearly, yes. you get from being Black Panther. Yep. Uh, and the the CDC uh, implemented new rules uh, on November 8th of that year requiring non-U.S. citizens to be fully vaccinated against uh, COVID and provide proof of vaccination before traveling to the country. And the Hollywood Reporter said that this could prevent a presented issue for her return because she's not a U.S. citizen and was reportedly not vaccinated. However, in mid-December, the Hollywood Reporter confirmed that filming would resume in late January 2022 in Atlanta with her involved so and they did uh, and Feige and uh, Feige as well as others confirmed upon the start of the hiatus that Letitia Wright was in fact the film's new lead uh, so I do not know if um, I was her I would be real pissed off at the editor that, that let that article run I don't know. We, the thing is, we don't know that she wasn't vaccinated or was because her saying that she well, wasn't officially anti-vax doesn't mean that she had been. Essentially, it's all speculation. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I don't disbelieve her, but that also I don't think in that quote that she said, oh, I did get vaccinated. Right. But what I'm saying is if that Hollywood Reporter article had never put those two things into conversation with each other, then nobody would have said, oh, chain. Nope. That's it wouldn't very have true. ever yeah. been a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just somebody was like, what do I have today that could cause a fuss? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, this happened. <laughs> and this happened over here. Mm-hmm. What if those two things became a conflict? Wouldn't that be spicy? And it's like, yeah, it would be spicy. It also would be damaging to somebody's career. Yeah, how so would they even I, that know? That kind of thing pisses me off. Had, like, I don't know how you know they, what somebody's vaccination status. Would she have had to disclose that upon entering the country the first time? Undoubtedly, with COVID, you'd have to have your vaccination passport or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when was this? Because when, like, not everybody was able to get the vaccines at the same time. Uh, when or they 2020? Were shooting? Yeah, it, I think if this happened Sorry, in 2021, in late 2021. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because that article is the October 2021. So yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So it. Yeah, I agree with you that it, like it's especially if it's not true. But even if it is, if they unless they're able to prove it, they're essentially starting right. drama where there didn't necessarily need to be drama. Yeah. Exclusively for profit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unlike uh, Novak Djokovic, which this would be, this is an interesting case. So within the tennis community, uh, if we're talking about white, cis, uh, cishet white men versus black women, uh, Novak Djokovic is mm-hmm. openly anti-vax and during 2020 uh, organized mm-hmm. and ran a full-on tour, a tennis tour in Europe with no social distancing, no masks, that tour ended up flaming out because a bunch of the players got COVID. There were like video posted of them partying in clubs not at all <laughs> social distancing and this was in he, 2020 y'all this was like in summer or fall of 2020 uh that yeah, he was didn't doing he this. get special permission from the australian supreme court to go play in the australian well that's Open the next step see there, there's some more this was in 2020 we haven't even gotten to australia yet he then had all of these instagram lives with like 
weird crackpot pseudo science medical people and his wife has apparently posted stuff indicating that she believes in like a 5G COVID conspiracy uh, cool. and all this stuff <laughs> and, <laughs> and then when it came to the Australian Open I believe he thought that he even though Australia's official rule was that you had to be vaccinated or have had a COVID case within a certain amount of time I think the I think it was like mm-hmm. he thought he had special permission to enter but then he basically lied about having had covid uh recently Mm -hmm. which is basically he either lied about it or he contracted covid and then the next day like he tested positive for covid and the next day went and gave a talk to some kids with no masks and no social distancing uh which is uh, illegal in serbia by the way he was in serbia doing this so if he either was attempting to violate international law or he was attempting or he did violate serbian law uh either way yeah look Guy's a great tennis player, but he's he's guilty of some very scummy behavior. Uh, I yeah. I usually refer to him as Novax Joe COVID these days because uh, it's just <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the popular culture response, the tennis community response, at least among the fans that I've seen, seems to be pretty exclusively negative towards Djokovic. But if you look at the popular mm-hmm. response, uh, I saw a thing arguing that he was like a hero on on Facebook. People were, like, sharing, being like, he's just arguing for bodily autonomy. Uh, And they were comparing him to Muhammad Ali for refusing to go into the the draft for Vietnam. That. These are probably the same people who are like, yeah, take away abortion rights. Yeah. Because that's different bodily autonomy. They don't care about bodily autonomy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I see him advocating for reproductive rights, then, then we'll have a conversation about bodily autonomy. Yeah. If. Until then, we'll have a conversation about having the right to infect people with your fucking toxic breath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that I think that's where we really see the difference. If if that had yeah. been, say, Serena Williams, I don't think we would have had <laughs> people being like, she's just fighting for bodily autonomy. Uh, like, not those people anyway. Uh, and I think yeah. I think that's well, I mean, probably the... Oh, go ahead, Navar. Sorry. I was going to say, what's the the young woman's name? Um, the other tennis player, the black and Japanese. Uh, Naomi, Naomi Osaka. Osaka. Yeah, like couldn't even catch a break for just wanting to rest. To just like one and right? and um, don't get me started. Yeah, I'm so miles. bad with names on the. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like just like yeah. Was no, it Gabby Douglas? Was the other stressful. one who's like one of the greatest gymnasts of all time? But she no, was having Simone mental- Biles was. The- who was it? Oh, Simone Biles. It was, you're yeah, right. it was Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Yeah. You're 100 yeah. percent right. Who was having mental yeah. like basically mental health difficulties mm-hmm. yeah. during her last Olympics? Yeah, yeah. and just and like, like yeah, this is too stressful. Yeah, like it's it's my health is more important than winning your gold medal. Well, and she's kind of spelled it out for them. Like, if I'm in the wrong frame of mind when I'm doing a trick and I, like, hesitate and land wrong, I could severely injure myself and end my career. Yep. Like, and still, people don't want to cut her a break. So it's like, Uh, yeah, like... to the say nothing, this Simone Biles, if anybody, I'm not going to go into any detail. We do not need to go into details here, but you can absolutely look this up. If you've never heard of Larry Nasser, go Google Larry Nasser and oh, what he did. Fuck. And just know that Simone Biles was one of his victims. So this is like a survivor who is having mental health yeah. difficulties in the years following this all coming to light. 
like it's absolutely yeah. insane to me that she got the the flack that she got. And the same, th- I agree that with you as well. My hometown. Yeah, absolutely yeah. insane. In both cases. Fun thing yeah. about that is I experienced. Well, I didn't experience that. Let me be clear. I uh, live in the in Michigan State University town, Lansing, East Lansing, and then also there was a similar of. Um, person, not a sports person, but a doctor, uh, a gynecologist on a campus that I attended, and I ended up getting a settlement check for that one, but luckily I trusted my gut, and after my very first appointment with this person, I was like, he's kind of weird, and I'm not super comfortable, so I'm not gonna (laughs) see him again. Let me get a woman, please. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Saved me a lot of heartache. Yeah. So just think about that, like, and just the stuff that is... I think your point about black women not being cut the same level of slack is absolutely borne out by the evidence. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, and then I think, you know, and then it it becomes a game of telephone, right? And so it's like, Mm -hmm. it just starts and then it's like, you know, somebody's tweet goes viral that... Letitia Wright is anti-vax, and then, you know, then it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to look any further into that, because clearly it came from Twitter, so it must be right. Um, right. Recast. Get her out of those positions. She exactly. cannot be Black Panther. So, yeah, it's a, it is, that's a shitty situation to be in. Yeah. Um, I think it's, like, one thing that I've thought about outside of any of that, like, context-wise, it's just, like, of who should play Black Panther, because I've had people be like, well, maybe, like, Okoye, and I'm like, Okoye is, like, a, already... A badass. I mean, they all are, yeah. but like Okoye is like already a badass warrior in her own right, and so it's tough when you like you have the situation, and so it's like okay, well, who do we replace? Because you don't want to take away from what they are to give them the thing. Like I think that's the same problem people had with Spider Man. Like Spider Man's already dope as hell. You don't need to mm-hmm. Iron Man Spider Man to make him mm-hmm. cool, well, right? But they did, and then was... and then they fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a storyline in the comics as well, though. I think, yeah. But I think the point that a lot of fans have made about Spider-Man specifically is that, like, the origin story of Spider-Man is so um, central to who he is and him being, like, that every man that making him first an Iron Man Spider-Man is, like, takes away from from that accomplished, Mm. from everything that Mm -hmm. he's accomplished, Mm. Um, which I don't want to dig to, like, this is about Black Panther, but, like, yeah, I just, I think it's similarly of those veins of, like, how do we, how do we give somebody the space to be Black Panther without taking away from the character that they already are um, and and keeping that, like, and keeping it amazing. And so, again, I have faith in Ryan Coogler, like, uh, but I am fascinated to see who it is, if it is indeed Letitia Wright, uh, um, and, and how, how it's how it's done and how it's portrayed Mm -hmm. because i think having that storyline of like going through grief and trying to figure out how do i now take on this mantle after my brother passed away um and do what i need to do for my country that's now being invaded or at least at war Mm -hmm. um with uh i have well by the atlanteans yeah Yeah, by the atlanteans well they're not atlanteans though specifically they are not they are of a different country of a, a Nahua like I thought they mythology. were Atlanteans but they were part of that mythology oh it, yeah they changed the actual location they're not they're from what I understand they are not actually 
It's like the Atlantis, Atlantis equivalent. Anymore. It's like what if Atlantis yes, was right it is next like to it. Right, yes. but I thought they were like we're still calling it Atlantis, but I, okay. Um yeah. it doesn't it ultimately doesn't Could be El Dorado or whatever. But Yeah. Uh, it's clear that it's based on uh, a Mayan adjacent culture. Yeah. Yes. It appears that they're keeping Namor's mixed heritage. Because, uh, and this is a, a little mm-hmm. rundown for anybody who's not familiar with the character of Namor, the submariner, uh, also known as Namor the Submariner. No one knows how to say these names. Um, he is actually the second superhero Marvel ever made. Uh, the original one wow. was the Human Torch, mm-hmm. not the Fantastic Four Human Torch, but an android called the Human Torch. Uh, and he, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think Namor started as a villain of his, but then became part of the Invaders, which is like the superhero team that I think Captain America was a member of. Uh, and he was right. one of it's Marvel's like most pre- popular characters. The like the the original original Avengers before they were even called the Avengers was Namor. Human Torch and Captain America. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and because Captain America wasn't technically created for Marvel, right? Uh, and Namor is half human, half Atlantean in the original story. He's the king of Atlantis, yeah. but he's a mixed race, uh, which you can so kind of see in the trailer by virtue of the fact that mm-hmm. like everyone else from his country seems to be blue skinned. Whereas he, mm-hmm. while still possessing superpowers and being able to breathe underwater and such, is he looks essentially he's Mexican, and I think he's played by a Mexican. Yeah. He can't American. breathe underwater. Hmm. He has a breathing apparatus. Oh, really? Nose. I didn't notice that. Yes, no, and, when, I and that if was you look piercing, carefully, honestly. no, it's a breathing apparatus. And if you look carefully, when the Atlanteans are on the surface, they have a breathing apparatus that's full of water. Oh, okay. I will find a screenshot of it. Yeah, um, so it's it's uh, I I probably am going to pronounce this wrong, but it's Taloken is the name of the okay um, the culture so, that he comes yeah, from. Yeah, so yeah, Taloken is based on Tialoken. Uh, forgive me, everyone. Um, one of the underworld realms in the Aztec codices, ruled by the rain god Tlaloc. Oh, it is a paradise for the souls of those who died of water or storm-related death in the comics. Oh, that's really and cool. And is the storm god of Tetoa. So, I'm I'm sorry. And this is like I a real pe- to everyone who I've. Yeah, hopefully not offending. This but, is like um, a real Aztec. I'm looking at, uh, at least on Wikipedia. Exactly. It appears to be a real uh, piece of Aztec mythology, which is really interesting. I think it's Aztec or Mayan. Well, on on Wikipedia Aztec. it specifies Aztec, although I think in the movie. Oh, okay. I saw. I saw. TikTok from somebody who I think was of the culture who was talking about it. But I'm sharing a picture of the water breather with you guys in the Discord chat. I'll put it in the other one too. Yeah, we'll have to throw the link to this image uh, in the, nope, in that's the not description. It. Yeah, yeah. There's the breathing apparatus different. that all the that the Atlanteans are using. Uh, or I guess the Tolokans yeah, uh, are using. Uh, that's really interesting. Um but yeah, I I thought it was a really cool. I think it's cool that they're finally bringing him in. I think it's another like nod towards mm-hmm. the eventual appearance of the Fantastic Four because to continue more of the history, they brought him back, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. He debuted in 1939, and then the Fantastic Four I think debuted in 1961, and they brought him back as like a throwback to be like, hey, he's back, because uh, I guess fans at the time would have been like, whoa, actually probably not because they were all kids, so they probably would have been like. 
oh who's this guy uh but, yeah he's basically <laughs> yeah. in love with sue storm in in the like most common like well-known marvel continuity he's he's the king of atlantis he's super powerful he's in love with sue storm he has like a lot of resentment towards humanity because of what they keep doing to the oceans uh and will from time to time declare war on humanity but also will help out uh another reference to him is in the original comics, the for anyone who has seen Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, the Illuminati who appear in that in that movie right. originated in the comics, and in the comics, uh, Namor is a member of the of uh, it's yes. like Namor, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, Professor X, and Iron Man. I think that's the. And they the invite T'Challa to be a part of it, but T'Challa refuses. Oh, really? Yes, and be token or. <laughs> because <laughs> so the Illuminati they're not good they're it's yeah. just a bunch of old or of not old it's a bunch of mostly white guys who are super smart and superheroes and decide that they're gonna make the most important decisions in the world without telling anybody mm, yeah. and what the first thing that they do is trap the Hulk in a ship and jet him into space yeah that's the so planet Hulk thing what happens yeah, and what happens at the end of the is it Age of Ultron where Hulk leaves yes. that sets it up for Ragnarok? He basically does voluntarily what happened to him by force in the mm. comics, and like we also get a allusion to the Illuminati in um, spoilers for Multiverse of Madness, but the council of people that you see sitting on that dais. Um, when they walk in there that has uh, Professor X is there, um, Mordo is there, Reed Richards is there. It's kind of, it's got some of the same members mm -hmm. as the Illuminati. So it kind of felt to me like it was going to be a nod towards that. And the Illuminati is part of what sets off the events of Civil War. So it's, they, they've been poking at it kind of from a lot of different angles for someone who Civil War is one of my favorite comic runs, and the um, the Ed Brubaker Captain America run is one of my favorite comic runs. Um, a lot of this is in there, but like or adjacent to that. But like it's, I it makes me wonder if they're going to try to do Civil War two, hmm. because I feel like they could incorporate some of the elements from Civil War one that they couldn't because they didn't have the X Men. Hmm, could be. But I haven't read Civil War two, so uh, I have. It's all right. Yeah. I like it better than Civil War one. I wasn't a huge fan of Civil War One at the time, or to this day. Uh, but it's essentially, yeah. I think this is. I think it's interesting to see them bringing in more elements of the character, as and also a lot of people online I saw were complaining that they changed his race. But the thing is, I I've never been able to figure out what race Namor is supposed to be in the comic books. He looks vaguely Asian, but also not. Like that's the, the he yeah. could easily be a white dude. I was never clear. He's got wild eyebrows. Go <laughs> go check out a picture yeah. of Namor from the comic. He's got some intense. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say. I think that that points to like any time that it's not specifically coded as a POC, it's always coded white, mm -hmm. right? Like and you see that a lot in, in anime sometimes. fans. Yeah. So like anime fans will be like, oh well, yeah. Like I'm watching Naruto, even though he's got. They all have Japanese names um, written by Japanese people. Like, yeah, it's clearly white people. And it's like, well, no, no they're Japanese. <laughs> um, now, you can make an argument, right, for uh, Attack on Titan because they all have, like, German names. Yeah. And they um, actually, well, they are canonical stuff like, white. Other than uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and they have, like, a specifically, like, Asian coded 
populace in a different space in that in that world. So like if there's yeah, anyway. I think it's just interesting how people will mm-hmm. will do that. What I'm curious about too. So for those who don't know who I am or or where I'm from, like I live in New Mexico in the US. Um and New Mexico is full of uh indigenous people, Latin people, um mostly of Mexican American heritage uh as well as indigenous native people. And so I have grown up around even though I am black, I've grown up around a lot of of Mexicans and Mexican Americans and so I'm interested in how this is going to look because on the one hand, I have uh my wife who is also uh mixed Mexican American and so we have our kids, right, who are going to grow up seeing this and that's going to be really cool, but on the other hand, like now are they fighting? Like what's this going to end up like? You know what I mean? Like it, it's amazing that this has happened and I think it's so cool for representation, but I also don't want it to just be like, well, you know, black people versus Mexicans and, uh, and then the movie ends. Yeah. That was the I one think... thing that made me kind of feel weird about it. It's like, well, why do we have to have a war? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that what the plot is on, uh, here's what my take. Um, I think the plot is that somebody is working these two groups against each other and that ultimately they're going to come together. And I think, part of the reason I think that is because I don't think Ryan Coogler would write the version of the story where Mexicans yeah. and black people fight. And that's the whole story. Yeah. I, again, I have faith in Ryan Coogler and I think too, I've kind of got that vibe just from like the way the, sh- the scene where the people are coming down on the ship, they lift open that thing. And then there's like these like suited up soldiers who go in there and there's people who appear to be African or black descent in, in that ship. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like, there's things that happen on along the ship series like that i'm wondering if there's a misunderstanding that we're going to see mm. played out um which i would hope for because i think that 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 makes for a better story if we can like together now come together and overcome whatever governmental evil is going on or terrorist or however they play it yeah one of the things they said on new rock stars is that the what was the name again that's not atlanteans it's Oh, uh, t- uh, Tolokans, t- Tolokans, I think. T- t- the Tolokans, t- they <laughs> might have Gosh. vibranium. Mm. Like there might have been more than one asteroid or somehow the vibranium ended up in the ocean as well as mm-hmm. uh, in Wakanda. And now that I'm thinking about that, if you're anyone else in the world and you see some kind of event happen that involved vibranium weapons, the first people you're going to accuse of fucking with shit is gonna be the Wakandans. And mm-hmm. I can see why that would prompt Ramunda to go to the UN and start yelling at people about everything she's lost to help them. Mm. Yeah. What if it was That's something to point. do with like T'Challa's death and they thought that the Atlanteans or the Tolokans, excuse me, were mm. responsible uh, in some way? Yeah, like he gets killed with something from vibranium, but it's not made in Wakanda. Yeah, that they've seen. Could or he drowns. That can make sense. Like he's killed while he's on a vessel, maybe even while he's on mm. a diplomatic mm. visit or something to uh, to Talokan, and he gets. They end up thinking that the Atlantean or the Talokans might have been responsible for it or something. When in reality, uh, it turns out that it's white people. And that minorities well, yeah. need to recognize uh, that they're victims of the same <laughs> systems of oppression. Uh, and though they may have cultural differences, uh, they ultimately, their oppression is stemming from the same place. And they need to band together. And I mean, if you think about it, because like, so the first film 
uh, the the really big sort of subtextual theme of that is like what does the African continent owe to its brothers and sisters in the diaspora, right? Mm -hmm. So like that's a big dramatic question for that film is like what what do we do with these severed connections and and what are our responsibilities to each other as members of the diaspora? And then I think and like that's a question that's core to the black experience. I think Kugler who grew up and lived his entire life in Los Angeles is probably I would say another big question of the black experience especially in Los Angeles is like how do we navigate these relationships between us and other marginalized groups who are sometimes responsible for marginalizing us as well mm-hmm. but ultimately are should be our natural allies and like I think that's a question that's pretty central to the black experience it, I'm sure it's central to the um, Latinx experience as well. Um, So, like, it would make sense to me if I was a creator to make that the next place I was going to go with this film. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, I know that they teased Namor back in uh, Infinity War. Yeah. At the Um, beginning... They tease it at the very beginning of Endgame, I believe. Endgame, that's what it was, yeah. So whenever um, Black Widow's talking to the holograms of everybody, uh, Okoye says something about, like, there being disruptions in the ocean uh, that they found interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of just like, all right, yeah, check it out, whatever. Uh, (laughs) You know, and then they moved on. No, because Black Widow is like, so what are we going to do about that? And Okoye's like, it's fucking earthquakes in the ocean. We're going to do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the, the which first means time it's definitely like, going to come back to bite her in the ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh. It looks really good. I'm. I've created more theories now talking to the two of you about this. Um. So that's I'm, my job. I'm really, <laughs> yeah. I'm really fascinated to see how this plays out. But I I love it. I like. You know, I have a lot of friends again of of uh, Latin descent that are super excited to see this. Um. And I think, yeah, just what Black Panther did as a superhero movie for the black community, I think can like never be overstated um, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's just amazing. Like the, the turnout, the, the love that we had, like seeing the, the, just the black joy of the cast together, talk about stuff afterwards. Um, it's yeah. You know, my mom amazing. wants to cosplay with me. That's yeah. That's incredible. My mom wants to do a Dora Milaje cosplay with Whoa. me in the second movie. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that tells you right there. <laughs> like when yeah. you got the parents yeah. involved. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony from Give Me the Loot when he was on my show, he mentioned that he got his mom to start watching the the movies by showing her Black Panther first, and then she's like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'll check out all the rest of the Marvel stuff." Um, I'm wearing a T-shirt for those who can see it on the video, I guess, of the Everem Adventures and. Uh, my buddy Elias, when he introduced his fiance to to nerd stuff, it was through Black Panther, and now mm-hmm. she plays D anD D and loves it. You know, so it's like, awesome. yeah, that's ultimately the, that's the goal. Any nerd thing, the ultimate goal is to get them into D anD D. Yeah, the for sure. Goal. Yeah, in the end, <laughs> or at least TTRPGs. I'll yeah. say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, shit. oh I have one last question because I think we're we're almost to time here. But uh, what if if you had what is one thing that you'd really like to see, like either a scene or a plot twist or something that you'd like to see in this movie? Uh, we'll start you know with Unifor. Exact answer to this. What's some what's oh. one thing that you'd like um, to well, see? Joan already knows her exact thing, so let's start with her. All right, we're swerving. Joan, what are you? Sorry. Um, I'm gonna take the there rings. There has been an image floating around for a while of a casting for Storm. That mm. if it happens, I literally think I would actually burst into tears, and that is Janelle Monae. Whoa! And. I don't even know that Storm is going to be in this film, but if I saw Storm... First of all, if I saw Storm in the film, I would be happy just for that alone. But second of all, if if Janelle Monae got cast as Storm, I would I would die. I literally... I, I tweeted this to some of my friends. I said, I would die, and then I would live, and then I would die again. <laughs> yeah, because in the comics, she and yeah. T'Challa are married. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's yeah. from... She's... She's African. She's from a like a small village in Africa. Um I think in Central Africa. I think she's her native language is Swahili, but I'm not 100% mm-hmm. certain about that. She's um, Aurora Mon- uh, her, and, her real name is Aurora Monroe, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, but she's also adopted. Okay. So, um she was she was born in that original group and then I think she was adopted by Egyptians and Oh, she's then Kenyan. She Apparently she's the Kenyan. States. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they already cast Lupita, so. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> Ooh, dang. Yeah, that would be a really, yeah. that would be really, really cool. Uh, I'd also like to see just uh, an actress of African descent, even, like somebody who's like just straight mm. up African uh, play that role, because mm. I think that'd be really Well, cool. I will say part of the reason the Janelle Monet thing got started is because she specifically said she wanted to. Um. And because this is one of my favorite stories. She was recording Dirty Computer, um, the 2018 album and film, at the same time that Black Panther, the first film, was shooting. And they were both in Atlanta, and Wonderland Studios is in Atlanta. So when the Black Panther cast got done shooting, they went to go hang out at Wonderland Studios and listen to what Janelle had been working on. And so, like, I think we might have mentioned this in my uh, original episode... Um, yeah, because I was because we were like, can you imagine being in that room hanging out and just like Incredible. being a fly on the wall? Oh God, that's why I love that story. And I probably shouldn't. Uh, this is a spoiler for Miss Marvel, which oh. has only been Go out recently. It. Okay, skip. But Miss Marvel next introduced thirty seconds or so if you haven't seen Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel introduces mutants. Right. Yeah. Just it's don't be overhyped. It's one word. I'm just saying <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's, the fact uh, that it's in there. I heard that spoiler. I heard that spoiler, and I thought there was gonna be like some cool scene or something like that. It's literally just someone saying the word mutation. Hey, all they said was earthquakes in the ocean, and we all knew that's true. Was coming. That's true. It's true. So, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying if you're going in there being like, "Ooh, who's going to show up and introduce yeah. the whole X-Men thing?" I mean, this I'm could be your theory, your, though. This I'm could just be trying this to could be your theory dream. about Storm. Joe, coming, they're opening yeah. the door right there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we've had we've had multiple reasons to suspect that the. I mean, aside from the fact that we know that there was a 
financial contract. Yeah. There's been a lot of hints towards it. And I still don't buy the bullshit about uh, Evan Peters in WandaVision that it was just, <laughs> oh, he's just some random guy. That's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. going to come back. Uh, spell you don't pay that much mess. money for a random guy. Namor is often known as yeah. the first mutant uh, in Marvel's mm. uh, in Marvel's continuity. He is often identified as the first mutant. So I thought yeah. Apocalypse was the first mutant. Yeah, I think I think people have changed it. <laughs> you know. But he's but basically he is sometimes known as a mutant uh, in some. But that's Fox, he not the, the MCU. First. So yeah. <laughs> I saw one say it was Moses. I think it was in. Uh, oh, what was oh, it? It was mm. in. Um, Oh, uh, was it disassembled? No, it wasn't disassembled. It was the one, whatever mm. the one where Scar- House of M in House of M, there was mm. like where, it, which is a storyline that they kind, which is what Wanda Vision was kind of influenced by in the yeah. comic books. Wanda and Vision have kids. The kids, I think, are killed or do or something happens. Wanda uses her powers and basically transforms all of reality so that mutants were never persecuted but are actually like accepted as the main like the the right way of being uh and spider-man is now posing as a mutant even though he's not uh and there's like a scene where they're in school where um they're asking like now who was the first mutant and i think i i think somebody says moses uh and they were like yeah there you go it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Omega <laughs> level mutants right there. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I guess I've been trying to think like there's no specific thing because honestly, I'm just excited for whatever comes. Like I really just want to watch and enjoy the story. So I will just say because we already get so much evocative emotion from the trailer. I do want there to be as much, if not more black joy in the movie um, and not just be <laughs> us Vigorous being sad. Nine. Yeah, yeah. So um, I want it to just be more than the trauma. And and again, I have faith in Ryan Coogler, but that's my thing. Like, I just, I, I want to have that moment and we're all going to cry together. And then I want it to be like cool action stuff going on. And then a lot of black joy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. And like specifically black humor. Like, I think. Yes. Uh, the moment in the film when he goes hey auntie like that moment with the theater that i was in just died it was so perfect and i yeah i think yeah michael b jordan has so much swag it's ridiculous i just got my friend to watch the wire for the first time bruh bruh i mean i've (laughs) i've loved that show for years but like he absolutely if, if you haven't seen The Wire, go watch The Wire. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan yeah, is in The okay. Wire. And w- easily one of the most emotionally affecting scenes is in large part mm. due to his performance. Uh, Isn't Sterling yeah. K. Brown in The Wire also? There's yeah, so many people in The so Wire. So many. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, like the harder they fall before the harder they fall. Yeah. Mm. Like every Idris Elba like was in The Wire. Wood Harris is in The Wire. <laughs> the It seemed like The Walking Dead was just taking Wire al- alums for a while. They needed black people and mm. they just the guy who mm. played the actor who played Cuddy was in The Wire for a while. The actor who played D'Angelo yeah. Barksdale was in The Wire for a while. The actor who played Carver still in The Wire. Uh like they just just bring him on in. Uh like they pop up. It's um, sad that I can't remember any of these characters. 
Oh wait, are these characters from The Wire? Or yeah, characters yeah, from the yeah. Um, basically, okay. the, the big buff black dude who beat a bunch of walkers with a hammer was originally in The Wire. The guy who was in the gotcha. who was in that weird, like awkwardly homoerotic scene with Daryl, where Daryl was trying to intimidate him, but instead just kind of did an awkward pelvic thrust and almost kissed him. Uh, was and then he eventually was in that tainted meat scene. Was in The Wire. I just remember that was back when I was still hate watching The Walking Dead, and it just struck me yeah. the most <laughs> awkward scene. His name was Bob. That was the, that was the character's Bob, name. Yeah. His yeah, name yeah. was Bob. And there's a scene where Daryl's trying to like back him down, but rather than like shove him or anything, he like body rolls into him and almost kisses him and like <laughs> stares deeply into his eyes. And I was like, "How is this intimidating?" Like, what? Is I mean, right I feel now? like that might be intimidating. Maybe for you, yeah. like, <laughs> like he's coming on strong, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I was not prepared for this. <laughs> this level of yeah, Daryl's like tension. posture and body language is so like specific to that character. Yeah, um, mm. yeah, it really that's is. funny though. That we is, can't get is, into we can't we can't start criticizing Daryl or <laughs> I, no no criticism. We're not I'm just saying make like. It. Yeah, so I can see how us. that would work because of how, like, I'm just saying how he stands is just gonna... Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, send yeah. you guys the clip gotcha. if I can find it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Navar, did, so you, did you say... Have... You were saying what you wanted to see in The Wire. You were saying black joy instead of black pain. You were saying black humor. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else? I just don't um, think not in The Wire, sorry. Because it's over. Yeah. It's done. I don't know what uh, I, uh, Idris Elba, just bring him in. Um, no, I, yo, I think, as the um, new Black Panther, though, <laughs> like, bruh, bruh, Heimdall, is that you? It turns out no. there was like yeah. another <laughs> uncle, like T'Challa had like yeah. another uncle yeah. who was just chilling, like, oh, hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm you back. know something I want to see in this film, um, or like I think would be cool to see in this film is to bring back the White Wolf. I would like to see Bucky show up. Oh, yeah. That would be I cool. I would like. And I think also my my husband made a good point, which was like they showed up to help him in his series, so it would be a little bit like, yo, we came all the, we hauled ass all the way to America to help you out with your vibranium yeah. arm. You you're not gonna show up. We know he loves black women. That's that's been right? canonized in two different shows now. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. definitely ship the Bucky Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what I would like to see is well yes i actually would like to echo what other people have said i would like to see that this is not just a war between uh not atlantis talokan and wakanda i would like to see i'd like to see also i'm really interested to see if they explore uh maybe some like mixed race themes with namor because i don't think we've really Mm. had that as much in the mcu up to this point like Star Lord yeah. obviously is m- technically mixed race in the sense that he's mixed species, uh, but we don't really mm, capitalize yeah. on that at no. all. Like you, it's something you could where he's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm of two different ancestries, and one of my parents is not human." But in this case, it's much sure. more. He's visual. mixed race in the same way that white people who did Twenty Three and Me yesterday are mixed race. <laughs> uh, that's why, yeah. But uh, in this particular case, it's you like can I see... am German and I am French. <laughs> Look, there was four, a time I'm at which that would have been a substantial black. combination. Yeah. Maybe like two, three hundred years ago. That would have been a big deal. Mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
in any case, this is like a prime example of somebody who is visually distinct from yes. the other people of his country. Uh, and especially mm-hmm. if he actually does need a breathing apparatus even to live in his own kingdom, uh, that would be like another oh, example of like, of like a difference. Uh, I think that's something that, that they could explore. That would be disability, explore. which would be really cool to explore. Say again? That would represent a disability, which would be really cool to explore, in my opinion. Mm. Because yeah. somebody who needs accommodations to live in their home yeah. is somebody, by definition, with a disability. Yeah. Um, uh, shit, shit. I was going to say something else. Well, while you're thinking about that, uh, I think it would be mm-hmm. very cool to... Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting and fun thing to explore. And I hope that they just make him... I really wish that Marvel would lean more into having these characters just be really big and ridiculous. Personally, like I think it was a missed opportunity to make... Uh, when they made Doctor Strange into like Doctor House meets Iron Man. Uh, I really wish that he'd been like a lot more like... Come, Wong, by the hoary hosts of Hoggoth! All right, by the all-seeing eye of Agamotto! Like, all of his, like, weird yelled-out sayings that he says in the comics. I wish that he'd been, like, a ridiculous, on some level, like, a ridiculous character. Uh, Or at least a little bit more heightened. And I wish they'd have that element of, like, Namor is, like, the most, like, I am so intense! Uh, Sort of like if you stuck Zuko into the MCU... Uh, where he's just, like, everything, like, super focused on his duty and, like, what he has to do. I don't know. I would enjoy that. Honor! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as, like, the, as the as the Tolokan forces are charging into Wakanda, he just screams, Honor! Honor! Uh, <laughs> when I worked at the Renaissance Festival, my friends, we would just scream that at each other walking around all day long. That's awesome. That, and we would answer back with, like, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you did you think of what you were going to say, Joan? Nope. Ah. <laughs> well, in that I case, think it I probably d- had something to do with being mixed race uh. and like having low expectations for mixed race <laughs> representation. Um, I think yeah. uh, I, I there's so few examples out there of mixed race uh, characters where. It's actually part of. Oh, you know what it was? Is we, I talked to my um, advisor. I wrote a blog post that was featured on his blog about being mixed race, um, and like one of the characters he pointed out to me as mixed race was Spock, and I was like, "That's interesting," mm. but at the same time, Spock doesn't have to deal with any of the things that come up from being a different skin color. Um, He does have to deal with some of the things that come up from being part of two different cultures and two cultures that are very different from each other. And he does have to do code switching sometimes, which I think is important. Um, But, like, he doesn't have to deal with, like, and I know Jasper and I have talked about this before, of, like, people coming up to you and asking you, what are you? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, or people assuming that you belong to some group and then treating you accordingly and then getting mad at you when you don't belong to... Like, I've literally had people come up to me and start speaking Spanish at me and then get mad at me when I didn't speak Spanish. Like, I was a Spanish-speaking person who just didn't bother to learn the language rather than someone who has absolutely no connection to Latinx culture whatsoever, except through friendships. But, like... 
Yeah, I guess that's what I was talking about, is, like, there's so many different ways to be mixed race that it's both difficult to represent, and because humans, a lot of mixed race people just get sorted into one or the other category, and it's very hard to sustain a position where you want to say, yes, I am mixed, and also I am black, or yes, I am black, and also I am mixed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this was this was great. Thank you to <laughs> both of you as well. This was a really, really great conversation. We didn't get to the D&D movie, mm-hmm. but I'm honestly okay with that. We'll Some talk about time. it another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This was great. Uh, let's go mm. back to let's let's do some plugs. Let's do some plugs. Joan, where can the folks find you and the things that you're in? You can find me on Twitter as at a underscore wild underscore Akafan. See, I told you I was on Twitter. Um, and you can also find me playing in my very first AP on Girls Run These Worlds, which is the Twitter in, um, that's their Twitter handle. And I am playing Mythic Odyssey of Theros, in which I am playing a Nyx born Asmar Paladin of Nilia. Um, and stay tuned to Three Black Halflings for all kinds of crazy shenanigans that might happen. Yeah, we love a yeah. uh, we love a an Azamar Paladin on Three BH. There's a long proud mm. tradition of Azamar Paladins on here. Uh, shout mm. out to Emily Axford, Navar. Where can the folks yeah. find you? <laughs> yeah, um, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Navar S N P. So that's N A V A A R. SNP. Um, also, you can find me on my podcast, Secret Nerd Podcasts, and that uh, Twitter is at Secret NRD Social, uh, where I have discussions with people about uh, their experiences in the TTRPG space with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Um, I also am working on making games, and if you'd like to check those out, you can go to navarsnp.itch.io um, and see what I've done there. Um, yeah, and listen to me, I, you know, Mostly talking to people, but also running some one-shots. I've uh, written a Pathfinder one-shot that's available on um, Pathfinder Infinite. So, yeah, I'm just trying to get out there in the TTRPG world. Um, super grateful to be here again with the Three Black Halflings. Um, uh, the, I'm not going to denote, Jeremy, a Three Black Halfling number, but um, mm. I think we decided that I am five mm. and Joan is the first black elf. Half so. elf, <laughs> yes, half elf. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, black elfling <laughs> is, is yeah, elfling. Yes, yeah. Um, I would probably be so the yeah, second but, black uh, elfling, just based on the fact that it was initially. I would be either the second or the first. The second because Jasper had the initial idea, or and originally said it to me, thinking. or because mm-hmm. the name of the podcast is named after my character. So that would make me either yeah. the first or the second. God, which way? We I think you should have a filmed fight. Between the two of you, yes, um, and the winner gets to be mm-hmm. number one. Sounds good to me. Ooh, Bring maybe it, like you should have Come a gauntlet me. of gauntlets, and a like gauntlet your place, gauntlets. your what, how you place is what number halfling you are. Undefeated so far, baby. <laughs> In the running, <laughs> I haven't listened said. to the episode yet, so don't spoil me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is, it is nuts. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, speaking of nuts, me. Uh, I am, in fact, <laughs> nuts. You can find me going nuts on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb one This comes to be the number one. Uh, <laughs> look, I will make a segue happen. <laughs> one way or another. Uh, 
and you can follow the show on Twitter at three. It's number three black halflings. And uh, we're also on Instagram, three black halflings. Uh, and you can also follow us on Patreon at TB halflings. I think it's about everything. So long, Shire Folk. So long, Shire Folk. So long, Shire Folk. <laughs> that was my Doctor Strange. Uh, <laughs> by the holy hosts of Hogarth. So long, Shire Folk. That was a HeadGum Podcast.